Modesto, Modesto, Modesto Reboot Podcast. Hey everybody, this is Phasm and you're listening to Modesto Reboot. On today's episode, I have Reggie Rucker. Reggie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Phasm. Good to be here. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for asking me to do this. I'm excited. Definitely, definitely. All right, so Reggie, what is your day job? Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I run a company called The Engage Project. It's uh, me as a sole proprietor. And uh, what I do is I, it's twofold mission. One is uh, a lot of market research. So I help organizations understand the audiences that they want to engage with, uh, surveys, focus groups, interviews, things like that. The other side is uh, community engagement for organizations, mostly on a uh, recruiting and retention efforts. So, you know, I've had a lot of conversations with employers in the area and they have difficulty uh, finding talent and even more so once they get talent here to get them to stay for more than a couple of years. And so I think that we can do a better job of helping people get connected to this community and wanting to stay longer. And so that's that's the other side of the business. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Does that make sense? Or- yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, I think for a lot of people that move here to Modesto, I've heard that it can be kind of clicky. Yeah. And so finding your right circle, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, yeah. and bar- barging your way into that yeah, circle. I yeah. Even more so, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's easy. You can, you know, there's, I think there's some communities that you can just get dropped in and whether you know it already because it's sort of, I mean, it's just well known to the universe. It's in New York or it's in LA. I mean, you can get dropped in there and you kind of already have a sense of where you should be going or what you should be doing. Um, Washington, D.C. has been on my mind recently. It's like, okay, like go to all the parks and the monuments. I mean, there's just certain things you know what to do and where to go. And then from there, you'll sort of meet people and you'll figure it out. But Modesto, I mean, it's Modesto is not that, you know, you can't just get dropped in and be like, oh, okay, yeah, I kind of know what I'm doing and where I'm going. And so you kinda, I think people need a guide. You're going to get dropped into town. You kind of need a guide to show you around. And, and so, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm offering to the marketplace. You need to go immediately to the taco trucks. Yeah, <laughs> right. And the murals, right? Yeah, Find yeah. your way downtown and some taco trucks and murals. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so how long have you been doing this job? So this is this is new for me. Um, officially, it's been about eight months since I sort of did the name change and you know new office and all of that. Uh, prior to that, I was in the digital marketing space, a lot of social media, website, email stuff. But uh, so yeah, so this this is this is pretty new. Um, it's been in my mind. It's been a concept in my mind for the last couple of years, and I've slowly been sort of moving away from the old clients and old work and 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 fully cement, cementing myself in this. So yeah, so the last. About five or six months, it's been it's been full bore on this. Cool. So, are you a native to Modesto? Yeah, more or less. I mean, I, so I grew up in Alameda. I moved here when I was ten. Uh, so, but at this point, I mean, the, those first ten years were formative, and there's still things that sort of are with me from Alameda's right outside of Oakland. So, there's still some things that are with me from that. But um, for all intents and purposes, yeah, I, you know, I feel like I'm 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 a native here, grew up here. Call this place home. Yeah. Okay. So, at ten years old, you yeah. moved over here to mm-hmm. Modesto. Yeah. yeah. And what was what was life like growing up? Uh, so, it took it took me a while to sort of find that that make this place feel like home. I mean, you know, my first moved over here, I was uh, you know, I was one of very okay. Here's I was one of very very few black kids that went to my school. Oh yeah. I grew, and, uh, I grew up here too. And. <laughs> so it was like my, uh, when we first found out, me and my brother were told we were moving to Modesto and, 
and uh, I was, you know, we found out that he had to ride the bus. He went to, he was in middle school, so he went to Till, and that uh, we lived over by Johansson, so I guess it's southeast Modesto or east Modesto. Yeah. And uh, so he had to take the bus over to Till, and I, I was making a joke. I was like, "Aha, you know, you have to take the bus to Till or to school." And and he kind of laughed back, and he was like, "Well, haha, you're like the only black kid in your school." And like my whole like heart dropped, and my I was like, "What? <laughs> like what is this?" So that was that was new to me. And like the, my first year here, fifth grade, um, you know, I got in a few fights because like white people weren't used to me. They like wanted to touch my hair oh, and like do dude. all sorts of weird things, and so I kind of had to like know let people know what was and wasn't okay and interacting with black people you know so so that was the first couple of years but after that and and you know just growing up there's always um there for me there was always okay you know like I I did well in school I was in like you know um, gate classes and high school AP classes and all the things and uh and but I mean I was an overachiever and there weren't you know many black kids that were in those classes in those parts of the schools and so it was it's, it's it was always uh do I want to be around sort of like my people culturally or do I want to be around my people when it comes to sort of like my focus on school and achieving and things like that and to have to decide between those two things it's like yeah it, it can be a challenge sometimes so yeah you, you got crap from both sides yeah absolutely like yeah what you know what yeah wasn't black enough and 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 that's like that that idea that blackness um or education or achieving is like is not a black thing so you're not like really black if you're doing those things that's like yeah it's that's it's tough it's a it's a weird thing to have to deal with deal with so good for you for standing your ground on that you know what i mean and and being you and going for it you know (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly yeah all right so uh what, what were your parents like growing up uh Love my parents. You know, every time I think about, you know, I think I'm doing decent in life and I'm a good human and all that stuff, you know. And so, but whenever people want to recognize me for anything, like the first thing I do is just I always go back to, you know, the way my parents raised me. It was very, uh, you know, they expected a lot of me, you know, mm. very like no excuses. You're, you're amazing and you should do amazing things. And so I've always, you know, I always wanted to live up to that. And uh, so, yeah, no, they, they set a good example for me. There were, you know, two hardworking people. My mom, she, uh, you know, had children early. So both my mom was 18. I can think both my, both my mom and dad were 18 when they had uh, my, my older brother, Ronaldo. And, uh, but, you know, she constantly was sort of like, you know, working full time, but then trying to go back to school consistently. And my dad was always setting a good sort of example of, you know, working and, and, taking care of his kids and sort of just being responsible and making sure that we were being responsible. And so, yeah, I know my parents were, were instrumental to sort of like me being the person I am and yeah, love them. Love that's, them. that's awesome. Yeah. What did, what did your dad do for work? My dad is uh, spent most of his sort of adult life in uh, medical records. So yeah, he, whatever that, you know, dealing with medical records. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, my mom's in payroll. So, you know, I mean, pretty standard jobs, office work and things like that. And so, uh, so yeah, they could, and uh, I think one of the things that was that was uh, formational about our relationship and and is uh, when we moved to Modesto. So they kept their jobs in the Bay Area, so they were commuting, you know, the whole time. And Whoa. even then, I mean, even then, it was a good hour and a half, two hours. It's not what it is now, but it was you know it was a long time. So you know, it was spending a lot of my growing up was you know in a household that my parents didn't get home until later i remember i would always have to ride my bike or frequently riding my bike across the canals to get to baseball practice in empire and 
So, you know, those sorts of things, just like getting the baseball practice by yourself, um, you know, like making sure you get home and do your homework, you know, before your parents get home and things like that. There's there's a lot of that and even more so, you know, because of that commute. And uh, so, but yeah, but we, we made it happen though. Yeah, it sounds like you were very mature at a young, yeah. young age. That kind of explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was required. It was required. But again, and also, like I said, it was expected, though. You know, like, there's, there's, there wasn't an excuse not to be. You know, like, if you're capable of something, you do it. That, that was definitely, that was always instilled in me. You know? Yeah, yeah. All right, so where, where do you live now? Live downtown. Uh, like, downtown, downtown. Live in the heart of downtown. Um, on a rooftop so on a rooftop <laughs> I do you know I, 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 people talk about I, I have a different perspective of Modesto than a lot of people do and some of that is just is literal yeah, you know? like, yeah. I, 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 I have a very amazing view of, of Modesto so I, yeah, I lucked into a, a pretty great situation uh, you know and I, I've one of I, one of my passions is getting downtown residential and making that a thing and uh, yeah, and I was able to luck into a, a pretty cool, a pretty cool spot down here to sort of be a one of the pioneers for it. So yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. All right, so what are what are your favorite food joints here in Modesto? Food joints. Um, so the first one that comes to mind is Bauhaus. Love Bauhaus. Okay. Um, and and part of the, part of it's just so food's great. It's one, but then the other part is just like the atmosphere. Whenever ties in the kitchen uh, specifically. Yeah. yeah. He just makes it fun. And I forgot who said this, but I heard somebody, maybe it was something on Yelp or whatever, but somebody said it's like having dinner at a friend's house where they're just cooking for you and you're in the living room while they're cooking and you're just chatting it up and stuff. And so, yeah, that, that's what Bauhaus was like. And so I, I, I love that vibe. Uh, Camp 4, similar. Um, but yeah, I love the food. And Damon, and, you know, that's the thing. Like, I mean, so there's some places in town that have really good food, but I think all of my favorite spots or most of my favorite spots um, you know, it's one of those things where the owners do a good job of of engaging with the with the customers, with the patrons. So when you feel like you're not just eating at a place, but you're eating at a friend's house or with a friend, you know, that just like that changes the whole vibe and environment. And so um, those are like the first two that come to mind that sort of like really have that atmosphere. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it definitely goes with like this kind of small town feel. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. So do you think... Do you think Modesto could ever be a contender with larger cities like San Francisco and Sacramento? Are we always going to be an underdog? Yeah. You know, so I think both of those things can be true. Um, and, and so the reason why I say that, so I mean, I, this might be the worst analogy in the world, but I think about Rocky and the movie Rocky. And so Rocky was... I have the tiger. <laughs> so he like... He was always the underdog, you know? He was, you know, Apollo Creed or Mr. T or the big Russian dude or whatever. Like, he was always the underdog. Um, but, like, he was always winning, you know? And so, or at least if they did the sequel, if he lost the first time, whatever, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. So he was continuing. He was, so I, I feel like we, we are, and in certain cases, maybe we should embrace being the underdog, but that doesn't mean we also can't um, contend and, you know, like, draw incredible people and do incredible things. And some of that, you know, like, obviously we're already doing um, – and so it's more so just a matter of not trying to compete on the things that we can't compete on. Like we're, you know, we're not going to have um, 500 skyscrapers in our downtown and, you know, Wall Street's not going to move there, you know, from Wall Street to McHenry. I mean, it's like certain things like we shouldn't even try to compete with. So but, they're, they're um, not going to build a Salesforce 
the shower here next? <laughs> uh, not in the next twenty years. Yeah. Not in the next twenty years. So yeah. So some. So some things we're not gonna be, but uh, some things we certainly can and should be. And so, um, yeah, I, I, where I think, think we should shy away from that. Yeah, I think like one area that um, I think Sacramento's killing it in is murals, and sure. of course, yeah, 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 that's where my mind goes. Yeah. But that's that's um, given them a lot of leverage, mm-hmm. I think, as far as being in an interesting city and yeah. getting people to go there for tourism and yeah. stuff like that. And, yeah. and even just getting people interested in opening up small businesses. There's yeah. like more cafes and right. yeah. bars and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, we have, we have to identify. Yeah, we have to identify a niche for ourselves, you know. Yeah. And so and with that niche and I think, you know, one of the it'll start from a business and economic development standpoint and then. The cultural stuff will follow because those people that are now working here need things to do and want to be entertained and want to be in a sort of lively atmosphere and things like that. And so, you know, actually, I just uh, put helped put together an ag tech summit the other uh, yesterday, and uh, the whole conversation was around how do we move agriculture until the 21st century so that more of the jobs aren't sort of the manual labor, low skilled jobs, but they're more about technology and and data and science and math and so if you can turn an industry like ag into something that's attracting, um, you know, higher, more highly educated, um, higher income positions, now you have people in this community with disposable income and they're willing to, you know, they're willing to pay. They're willing to pay to be here. They're willing to pay for infrastructure and better transit and more fun things to do. And, you know, so now muralists can get paid because, you know, they want to see those things in this community. You know, there's more people who want to go to shows at the Gallo Center. There's all that stuff. And yeah. so, uh, so yeah, so we, we need to start thinking about what, you know, what types of businesses we can attract to this community. It might not be Salesforce, but um, yeah. it can be people that are, that have, you know, our medical industry, right? We have like, we have one of the best medical uh, sort of clusters, um, you know, like in California, really outside of sort of the major LA or San Francisco Bay area. So there's things like that, that if we can focus on, on those areas, then we'll be able to attract a lot to our community. Yeah. So as I would consider you a community matchmaker. That is actually on my business card right now. Okay. Did you know that? Did you know that was on my I business was, card? I was prompted to ask this question. <laughs> Good prompt. Uh, shout Good out prompt. to Julia. There you go. Um, as a community matchmaker, uh, well, how does, it, how does it benefit the community to be a community matchmaker? Sure. Um, honestly, it, it does. It comes down to that people are going to be more rooted and connected to this community if they can find their place here and find their tribe here. And, uh, and when that happens, then you get people who start investing back into the community, you know? So if you have somebody who gets a job here, you know, we're talking about, they just sort of live in that North Modesto area or get, you know, I heard, uh, I heard the Bellagio estates referred to as the Gallo dorms the other day. So, you know, you get these people who just get dropped into town and then they spend their weekends in the Bay area um, they never get plugged in and they end up moving out of the community because they never get connected. That's all money that we're not keeping here and, and having circulate here. And so, you know, that being able to get people plugged in and connected here and shopping locally and eating locally and spending their money locally, that's money that we need to sort of create the type of community we want to create. And so we can't, yeah, we can't accept people, um, you know, being, uh, 
dropped into town and but then not really getting connected and spending their money here so that's it's really again it's a, it's a it's an economic development play you know how do we get people to stay here love it here and spend their money here yo what's up man this is joe aka perk's son your favorite local funky dj and you're listening to modesto reboot podcast this is joel boone and you're listening to the modesto reboot podcast straight from the heart of the central valley and now back to modesto reboot all right so um have you done much traveling not a ton, actually. I spend I spend most of my time locally, so you know, maybe about once a year on some occasion, whether it's a family reunion or something like that. I get um I get out of town a little, or I get more out of town other than the Bay. I got some friends who live in the Bay Area, so I hang out there. But yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, what's your favorite thing about Modesto? It's the people. Um, you know, we got yeah, we have people here that just do really incredible things. You know, like your mural battle. Um, Porch Fest, Mod Shop, Ill List. There's people that do and like, and so, you know, the things I just rattled off, I mean, they're not just cool because people that I know did them, but like, I swear, man, like anybody who hasn't been to Ill List in my mind doesn't even have a right to make a comment about <laughs> how cool this place is or isn't. Like, you're just not doing the things that are really cool. Like, Ill List would be amazing in any, in any city, you know? And so... Um, so yeah, so the people that are putting together those things that are really unique to this community, um, yeah, the, you know, that's what makes it great. And, and, uh, and I mean, and there's, there's other things we have great weather. Yeah. I, I kind of, I, so living downtown and my office is downtown, I was able to or get rid of my car. And, uh, so I, you know, get around by public transit and bike and the whole thing. And, uh, so I even recently, you know, love it here and grew up here the whole thing but it wasn't until last year when i discovered sort of the dry creek trail i'm like that's that is beautiful and amazing and just sort of ride your bike down the down the dry creek trail um and like we have great weather most of the year so you can do yeah. that most of the year you know what i mean so there's you know and so yeah we have a ton of things here sort of just from a basic amenity standpoint but then i think what obviously what separates us is is the really cool people that are doing those things they don't live anywhere else they live here and so that that's what makes this place even more special yeah i hear that a lot from even even doing interviews i hear it's the people mm-hmm. and also from people who have moved out of the area yeah. so many times I, i've talked to people who've followed a job somewhere or even even early on after high school age said I got to get out of here to be successful in what I do Mm because it's not appreciated here or or sought after here and I talked to him years later and I'm like how's it going you're like Mm -hmm. yeah I kind of miss Modesto I'm like really what (laughs) do you what do you miss about Modesto like the people you know it's always the people and that's that's really good to hear that's the thing man so that's why you know for for a long time my theory about people wanting to be a Modesto or not is it, it, it used to be, it was a cult, it was a cultural thing and like cultural amenities thing where it was, there's nothing to do that sort of, that sort of argument. And, uh, but, and I think that, you know, and I, over time, I, you know, more things have, have been developed and more things to do have just come into existence. So both things can be true, but the more I think about it, the more it's, I hear that it's somebody trying to to find a career path or have their talents appreciated or fully developed and so i'm i'm fully convinced that if we do a better job of just providing people a place in which 
they can have a great career and make the money they want to make and support their families sort of financially and, and sort of be able to explore and develop their talents. If we, if we can create, you know, economies for that stuff where people can get paid, I th- the other stuff like is either already figured out or on the way to being figured out. You know, like we, we have the people, we have enough cool things to do. Um, I think, yeah, we need to spend a lot more time on just figuring out how to make sure people can get good jobs here. You know, I think that's so important and we don't spend enough time on that. Hmm. So if there was one thing that you could reboot about Modesto as far as not like a, and when I say reboot, it's, it's kind of like a, an ongoing reboot. It's not like, you know, you, you take everything and you, and you throw all the parts out and start over again. It's just like, what's, what's something that needs, like a, like a cell phone, you reboot it once a week. You know what I mean? Like, sure. You know, okay. So I, I I hope I'm, I'm getting the, you know, your, your question right on this for me. I, I would first go to our mentality, you know, just like our, our collective mentality and and perception of ourselves. You know, it's a self-esteem thing. And one of the things I spend a lot of time on is uh, sort of this glorious Modesto concept and trying to, you know, it's a hashtag that's on Instagram and, and we've develop, developed a brand around it. But it's, it's this idea that, you know, if Macklemore can come into our city and make a video with his 100-year-old grandma and have the best day of his life, or it looked like one of the best days. <laughs> like, if this guy can do like, why why is it so hard for us to find joy here, you know? And so I think if, if we could just collectively think of ourselves as the community that we are, um, fun and cute and entertaining, and, you know, like we have, you know, full of great people and great energy and great spirit and, and uh, like we are the underdogs, but then we still find a way to, you know, thrive and create really amazing things. If we could, you know, weekly get rebooted to remind ourselves that, mm. that we are that we are worthy of all the good things that exist here. And I, one of the things that frustrates me to no end is when somebody goes to a really cool spot or has like a really great experience and their response is, oh, man feels like I'm not Modesto. Feels like I was, I was like, what? Like, why are we removing, like not accepting greatness of ourselves? And it feels like if it's great, it's not of us, you know, like that. Yeah. That kills me. And if we change that mentality, you know, that whole, like we're too, we're too small for this. We don't, we don't deserve that. Like, you know, other cities can do that because they're really cool, but we're not ready for that yet. Like if we could just change that mentality, then yeah, we, we can tag, we can solve anything. We can do anything. We can be anything. So. Have you ever met anybody famous? Uh, probably. <laughs> um, but the first person that comes to mind, actually, I've, for some, I've been talking about him a lot recently. So um, Dontrell Willis, who was the, and I'm going to get all my years wrong, but he was like the rookie of the, he played for the Florida Marlins, won a World Series one year with them, was rookie of the year, um, all-star games, all that stuff. So that, like that was all in the mid-2000s, I think. Um maybe mid to late or like 2008 or so. But uh, I was on his baseball team in Alameda and, or actually he was on my baseball team in Alameda. <laughs> Correction. When, when, uh, Thank you for correcting yourself on when that. I, when I was, uh, so I was nine at the time. As I was telling a friend of mine the other day that uh, what proves I, I, I contend to this day, I was better than him um, when we were nine. And I have a picture of me, so I got like a base hit, so I'm on first base, and he's the first base coach. And like the first base coach is like the position that you give the kid who doesn't get much playing time. And uh, so I'm you've, on first. You've, um, you've yeah. done a lot of thinking about this. <laughs> I have, I have. 
So that's the first person that comes to mind. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, and I, I've done some work with like the Gallo Center. And so I'm like, you know, I, I have to like shoot some videos for them or whatever. So I I'm, I'm, guess I've met famous people, but obviously I'm not super impressed with famous people because I don't really remember. So, but you've rubbed yeah. some elbows. Yeah. 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 So what about hobbies? Uh, you know, so I, rapping could be a hobby, except for I just don't do it much anymore. Um, but yeah, I, I, there was a time when I was going to be a famous rapper and I was kind of, I was planning on putting Modesto on the map, like Nelly put St. Louis on the map or, you know, Jermaine Dupri or Outkast put Atlanta on the map or whatever, you know? So like that was my goal back in the day and I was pretty good, but, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I don't. I love I love riding my bike when the weather's good. And recently, I was thinking, and I said, I haven't. This hasn't become a hobby yet, but uh, I'm pretty sure that in the near future, I'm gonna start guard gardening. Like I want to grow my own fruits and vegetables. And I was doing some reading, and it looks much easier than I had for like I thought it was gonna be. It's like oh, I just like put some seeds and some dirt, and you'll get you know like you'll get some fruit in a couple of years. I'm like really like it's it's that. So, uh, so I'm going to look into that, but um, love basketball. I spend way too much time watching basketball and watching people talk about basketball and things like that. So, uh, Well, I'm stoked know. about the gardening idea, okay. especially on the rooftop. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah. 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 I think you're going to be like the first yeah. urban farmer so, in Modesto. And, and, so, I mean, that's really like, you know, one of my pet peeves, is, you know, especially as a transit, per, you know, public transit person is um, in my in my mind, there are way too many parking lots in town, way too many parking lots. And actually, I was doing, I, I think I read this somewhere, and I'm going to make, I'm, my, the number's kind of made up, but it was, there was in some city where they had, like, three parking spots for every person in the city. I was just like, there's just too many parking spots. So anyways, what I want to do is start tur- turning some of these parking lots in town into, like, little urban garden, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we're just, there's just too much space for, that are being wasted on cars and gray and boring stuff, you know? Like, that's makes Put some cool stuff, some valuable stuff in there. So. We gotta, we gotta get more people riding bikes, though. Oh, I, oh, absolutely, yeah, uh, yeah. So, do you, do you, what kind of bike do you ride? Then is it like a fold-up one? Like, yeah, I got, oh, okay, I got, yeah, I got a cool little fold-up bike. Oh, it's a, so it's a giant, um, it's a giant brand, but yeah, it folds up, and so I got it folded up in my office right now. So yeah, I didn't take up a ton of space, and whenever I want to ride it around town, just unfold it and hop on it. So that's cool. And actually, you know, I, we have a, we have a decent. Um, a bike infrastructure and it depends on where you live in town but you know for me like getting out of downtown I can hop on the Virginia corridor and get up you know most you know a good way up to North Modesto or up towards North Modesto and then uh, again you know hop on the the dry creek trail and sort of like get to a different part of Modesto so there's like we got some decent trails and we got we have some work to do but um but yeah but uh, I think it's we make it too easy for people to drive you know we put park like there's parking people complain about it we don't have a parking problem people go oh i can't find a place to park we have too many parking spots traffic's not bad like you know there's too many like we don't have bad traffic we don't have bad parking we're just spoiled you know but yeah you know spending time in made like bigger cities bay area whatever yeah. like they have parking and traffic problems right so so uh so yeah so we we, we need to make it we need to make it that much easier to bike or use public transit because just driving is too easy right now. So yeah, 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 that makes sense. And uh, I've made this point before that travel kind of gets you outside of your mm-hmm. what your normal is. Yeah. I mean, your normal is your normal mm-hmm. until you see somebody yeah. else live in some other way, and yeah. you're like, oh, that's yeah. that's not a 
that's not everywhere that they live like we live. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I think about, you asked about hobbies, and I do a fair amount of, I mean, reading or even po- listening to podcasts and things like that. And so for as little as I travel, you know, what I read and hear and things like that, it gives me an, uh, you know, a little bit of an understanding about how other places are doing things. And, uh, and every time I hear something, I was like, oh, my, that's amazing. Why can't we do that in Modesto? Yeah. And honestly, I feel like, you know, that's how a lot of things happen here. Or like somebody travels or reads about something like, you know, when Kate, you know, heard about Porch Fest in New York, it was like, oh, we can do that. We have porches and musicians. Why yeah. don't we do that here? Or you do your mural festival. It's like, I mean, oh yeah, we can, we have talented muralists and buildings. Why don't we do murals? I mean, you know, yeah. and so yeah. it's just, you know, the, there's very little that anybody is doing anywhere that can't happen here. We just have to go make it happen, you know? And so, I'm, again, going back to the people thing, I'm, all, I'm blessed to share community with people that have that same mentality and when they want to go make something happen, they go make it happen. Yeah, you know, yeah. So. That's awesome. All right, do you have any favorite movies? Ooh. Um, I think TV shows, favorite TV shows is easier to answer. You know, maybe because I, I don't watch movies much anymore. And even like my movie collection, they're sitting there, but I don't watch them much anymore. Um, so like Anchorman is probably still my, like one of the funniest movies I, I've ever seen. And so, I mean, that that can be in a favor when it comes to comedy. Bad Boys. I actually they're making a Bad Boys three. Um, <laughs> I just I just read that. So uh, that was one of my favorites, or is one of my favorites. Spanglish is one of my favorites. Adam Sandler. Whenever Adam Sandler gets more serious, and he, he doesn't like do the, I don't like the goofy Adam Sandler. Yeah. When he gets a little bit more serious, like he did in Spanglish, that was fun. So yeah, so those are, those are some of my favorites. All right, how about TV shows? Um, on TV shows, well, I'm watching right now. I watch, so um, it's almost weekly. Here's my, here's my sort of catch up lineup. Um, how to Get Away with Murder. Um, I watch that re- weekly. Blackish, and then Grownish. Although that feels a little like sometimes I feel like I need to stop watching Grownish. It's a spinoff of Blackish. But I'm too old to be watching Grownish, but I still watch that <laughs> anyway. Um, and The Good Place. That's actually like one of my newer favorites. So it's uh, Kristen Bell and uh, Ted Danson. So Kristen Bell like uh, thinks so she dies. She thinks she's in heaven, but she ends up finding out she's in hell. And then hmm. it's like this whole spinoff of the things that happen from there, but super funny and it's cool. So yeah, those are my shows now. Nice. All right. So do you have any life mo- motto or like favorite quote from somebody? Oh man. Um, so I, ha- I have a, a, a Jackie Robinson quote that like kind of always comes back to me when people ask me about quotes. And, and so that one was, um, Life is not important except for the impact it has on other lives. And so that's always just something that resonates with me where, you know, like very, very little of what I do is about me. You know, like I kind of always tend to go through life with, yeah, how is this going to impact somebody else or help somebody else? And and so, uh, so yeah, so that's that's one. And uh, more recently, so I kind of keep going back to a Muhammad Ali quote and I can't quote it. But it's around this idea of nothing is impossible. And, mm. and he, he goes on to say something I'm kind of I'm paraphrasing, but that, you know, like um, people who like think of things are impossible are like small minded people. And and it's really about sort of like the limitations that they're placing on themselves and not what actually is. And so, yeah, that that's something that I always think about, too, is like it's, it's true, you know, like the, the only 
we we limit ourselves more than oh, the world yeah. does, you know. And so like that that nothing, and okay, and, and some things are impossible. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's be clear, some <laughs> things are impossible. But if you let if you let that seep into your mind, you're just gonna start thinking that everything is impossible is impossible. And so yeah, so I I tend to lean in, I tend to look from the nothing is impossible, and then let somebody prove me wrong. You know? Yeah, so. yeah, I think those are both amazing quotes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely um, recently have that on my mind as far as like doing things for other people mm-hmm. is where I'm going to find joy in yeah. life. Yeah. Doing things for myself is just miserable. <laughs> sure. It really is. For sure. I, and it's like, it's just, it's not fulfilling, you know, it's like, okay, like I made some more money or like whatever, like cool. I did something for myself, but like, it just doesn't fit. Like it doesn't feel finished, you know, it doesn't, I still know. try it every day, but <laughs> sure. <laughs> just to make sure. sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, and sometimes, you know, and like one of the things I struggle with is, there has, there has to be a good balance in that, you know? Like, you can spend so much time trying to take care of somebody else. Like, you have to do things for yourself in order to be good for other people, yeah. you know? And yeah. so, so sometimes that selfishness is needed. A lot of times that selfishness selfishness is needed. And so I think, yeah, a lot of times people who, who want to be sort of good to the community, they need to be reminded that, no, like, relax. Like, take care of yourself sometimes, you know? Like, yeah. that's that's important and valuable, too. Don't don't run yourself yeah. ragged. Right, exactly. Because, yeah. yeah, then what good are you? You burn yourself out, then you're not going to be doing anything for anybody, you know? So, yeah. yeah. All right, Reggie. So if uh, people want to get a hold of you or, or learn about your business, yeah. how do they how do they reach uh, you? Engage Reggie. So do that on Instagram or Twitter, even Facebook, and you'll be able to connect with me. <clears throat> I like how uh, you say even Facebook. Yeah, even Facebook. Even those obsolete. You, you type that in, you'll find me somewhere, or you'll find me on there. And you um, can always tell the smart people because they're on Twitter. Sure, right, exactly. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. But, well, so I don't spend a ton of time on Twitter, and maybe that's a statement that just, there's just not enough smart people in this world. And so, yeah, so even my, myself, but I have it. I feel like I should be there. And I try to, you know, post smart things there, you know, because I feel like, yeah, that's where the intellectuals hang out. Um, and then on my website, um, theengagedproject.com, you kind of learn more about my work, but all the fun stuff's on Instagram, really. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm excited for you and this business. And, Thank you. Thank you. I'm uh, excited for you, man. Like I said, this is, I'm, I love that you're doing this podcast. I would say I, I know your, your desire to, to uplift what we think of ourselves to believe, to be and believe of ourselves. And so to put this in podcast form, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, to hear, you know, hear what you do with this. So. Thanks, man. That means a lot. Well, thanks so much for being on the show, Reggie. And until next time, uh, we'll talk to you later. Cool, man. Thanks. Follow us on Instagram at Modesto Reboot, as well as Facebook. Look for the group Modesto Reboot. Please subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend.